Welcome to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Money and Religion of Consumption. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And tonight is Monday, March 13th in the year 2023. It had to be one of the craziest starts of a program I've ever had on this show. I kept getting stuff in chat, people saying I'm talking on the mic. I wasn't talking on the mic, so you figure that one out. And then Duncan called me and said I had a hot mic, and after hot mic, I had already shut the show off completely, so figure that one out. I got ideas. <laughs> and it ain't of this world, I'll tell you right now. It's not of this world, man. It's all good. Patriots, I'm really excited tonight to introduce a new sponsor. I've been praying on something for a while, and... What that is, is I've been, we had Expedition Coffee and we had, it's a really good supplement line. But what I can't stand about a lot of these supplements is when you go to read the label, you need a science degree. And that's not the direction that I think we need to be going. We need to be going towards a health supplement that's boosting the body's immune system that literally when you read the label, you say, oh, like I know what that food is. I know exactly what that food is. Well, believe it or not, they came to the channel. That is called Field of Greens. They are a, a supplement that is made from whole foods, and unlike other fruit and vegetable supplements, each specific fruit and vegetable in Field and Greens has been medically selected to support specific functions in your body, like heart, health, liver, kidney, immune system, metabolism, and I'm telling you, it works amazingly quickly, and it's a powerful supplement. But here's the other thing. They have a promise that says that it's what they call the better health promise, that if you take Field of Greens and at your next doctor visit, you your doctor doesn't say something like, whatever you're doing, it's working. Keep it up. They're going to refund your product completely. It's amazing. They have that much belief in it. So to get things started, there's a 15% discount, plus you get another 10% off if you, if you subscribe to a recurring order, which I think is a fantastic deal. And there's no obligation on the recurring order. You can start it and stop it whenever you want. All you have to use is your promo, go, promo code BARDSFM, BARDSFM. And that's going to be at fieldofgreens.com, Field of Greens. So you need to check this out. The link is going to be below. And I'm telling you, it is worth every bit of what you're going to get out of it. It is an amazing supplement. And like I said, it's really an answer to prayer because so much of what I've been frustrated with has been literally the, the frustration of all of this. And it's actually at Brick House Nutrition. I'm going to put all the links below the podcast. Okay. 
but it's it's marketed by Brickhouse Nutrition, which that's I said fieldofgreens.com is brickhousenutrition.com. But if you use your promo code BARDSFM, you're gonna save 15% and then 10% more if you if you take a subscription. This is a fantastic product. And I'm I you know who I am about products. I don't like endorsing them, but I've been looking for something for a supplement for quite a while. Really honored and happy to have them as part of our family here. And I've talked with the with the people that started this and are marketing this, and it's a great, great product. So check it out. It fills what I consider a major gap in the offerings that we have, and it's a true health, whole food health supplement that's going to make a difference in your body and health with an amazing guarantee. So check it out. Links are below, and you will not be disappointed. All right. So tonight, we are on the cusp of a massive change in the world, and that change is coming at us like a freight train. And if you haven't been paying attention, which I hope you have, Banks are starting to quake. Now, if you're listening to mainstream media, I, I've got some bad news for you. They're lying to you, which shouldn't come as any surprise. But they are they're not going to tell you the truth of how bad this is right now. And what they're trying to do on top of it is that they are trying to convince you that this is not bad, that things are going okay, and that this is just a little incident with the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank. Well, that's a massive bank. It's it's one of the top 20 banks in the nation that collapsed overnight. Now, there's a couple of things about this that I want to point your attention to, first of all, is that what has happened in Silicon Valley Bank by one high-level economist analysis I heard tonight is that they the, high, the biggest investors got wind that they were insolvent and began pulling their money out. And that's probably part of it and then it created a mass precipitous of fear and other because of the digital age and that has led to other people pulling their money out well here, here's the problem with some of that i mean i agree with it on a, on a structural level but there's all sorts of criminality going on in that bank about a week before all of this happened you had the ceo sell off over four million shares and that in itself is just unbelievable. And then they had huge employee bonuses, but this is another one that's crazy. Every bank is supposed to have a risk manager. And this bank has been running for months without a risk manager, but they've been letting the investments be made by their woke person they hired for equity and equality, all all investing in LGBTQ nonsense, which means it's just another version of money laundering. So they've been just money laundering into their own criminal, pedophile, pervert network. And so the bank implodes. So that's the first strike. And of course, when people heard that, they began to do a run on banks, which shouldn't surprise anybody that that happened. But the problem is that as this is happening, literally, the Federal Reserve now has stepped in to say that with SVB, which is Silicon Valley Bank, they're going to guarantee 100% of the deposits. Now, the reason they're doing this is probably twofold. Uh, on the most obvious is to try to quell the bank run that has already started with SVB. And, and that's having spot effects all over. I mean, I've heard reports from small towns where people over the weekend went to get money out of ATMs and there was no money left in the ATMs, unrelated banks. And 
then you have the people that were trying to line up to get money out of their bank. So the Federal Reserve, which is completely out of touch anyway, decided to guarantee 100% of the deposits. I don't know if you know this or not, but that's not the way the Federal Reserve works. When you sign your agreement with the bank, it says it'll guarantee up to $250,000 of deposits. But these were big investors, which now leads me to the next question is, was this a scam? Was this a way to cause a, a tidal wave of collapse in the system and at the same time steal money out of the bank, launder it, and then have the Federal Reserve dump more taxpayer money into it? Keep in mind, this is all our money. Taxpayer money's going in. And that way the, the wealthy that were supposedly losing money get a double dip and make more make a big return on their investment by just being corrupt. I mean, that's entirely possible. And it's well within the boundaries of this. And, I, and I, I really believe that we're looking at a measure of criminality that's unprecedented. And there's, what is this has started is not going to be controlled. They can tell you all day that they're going to quell it. But the problem is there's been two other banks that have fallen since. I want to play a couple pieces for you here. I'm going to start with this one. This is pretty on point. So take a listen. Well, if you have not been paying attention, you should be. In just 48 hours, two major California banks have been absolutely crushed. Silvergate Capital, which is focused on cryptos like Bitcoin, is going belly up and shutting down. And today, Silicon Valley Bank lost about 70% of its value, including the move that's happening right now. And now billionaire techie Peter Thiel is reportedly telling investors to get their money out of the bank. So maybe now you're watching or listening at home and thinking, why should I care about either of them? Or is this a story at all? After all, these banks um, messed around and found out. Well, why you care is what could be next. This is, after all, the latest in a series of dominoes. Let's put it together. First up, the cryptocurrency bubble pop. A lot of cryptos, little ones, went away. And some smaller to mid-sized crypto firms went bust. Next up, of course, FTX. Run by the now disgraced alleged fraudster Sam Bankman Free. Yesterday, Silvergate Capital. Once one of the hottest stocks, not just banks, hottest stocks in America says it is liquidating, shutting down. And now today, another big California bank, this one focused on investors, venture capital, and big tech, wipes out its investors by about 70% wow. because its deposits crashed and it had to sell billions in assets at a loss. In all, it's really been a series of loosely connected dominoes, crypto to crypto firms to crypto bank, and now a bank focused on big tech with many investors. No doubt some of them invested in crypto. So now the question is, is this it? Is the worst over? Or like back just before subprime, is there something else that we may need to worry about hidden under the rug of interest rate hikes and a potentially slow rolling implosion of some big tech investors? Uh, as you can tell, the dog wasn't too happy either. But that's, um, and the dog was extra, but that's good. <laughs> the dog knows best, right? So let me play another piece for you here, which I think will give you a good perspective on the magnitude of what we're dealing with right now. So take a listen. While everyone's panicking about the banking systems and depositors, I think many are overlooking the long-pronged, long-tentacle approach that this will have and the impacts that it will have on our economy. We're looking at a lot of companies that use working capital loans just to pay payroll, that don't have access to the loans or their deposits. This is going to cause a delay in payment in growth companies, 
and with the illusion being presented by the government that the job market is robust, I think we're going to see a lot of people miss payroll and some people leave their jobs and not be able to find new ones. So while the banking collapse is something that people are paying attention to, the societal and economic collapse is something people need to be paying attention to. Uh, the long tail effects of banking closures like this are pretty devastating for foreclosures, bankruptcies, debt. Uh, the average person out there thinks that everything is fine. I can just quit this job if they can't pay me and go find a new one, which simply isn't true. So continue to pray for those who are out there in the type of situation that they make the right decision, that they're led by the right decision. Um, but the long tail effects of this are massive. People are also overlooking uh, the, the, the payment processor impacts of this. Places like Spotify, uh, places like Etsy, who, can no longer, who aren't making payments to sellers. Tens of thousands of people around our country depend on those payments for their basic necessities and needs. They aren't going to have them, at least for a period of time. So if we look at how this all works, if you can't get a working capital loan to pay payroll, people don't get paid payroll. If people don't get paid payroll, then they can't pay their credit cards, they can't pay their mortgages, they can't pay their car loans. The debt system will have a gigantic ripple effect through this because of liquidity issues. Liquidity is a term that will be thrown around quite a bit this week as it's struggling massively across the board, even from bank to bank, liquidity is an issue right now. Uh, just buckle up. Stay in prayer, stay calm, stay level, see what happens next, and act accordingly. God bless you all. So the one thing I want to be real clear about, and I talked about it last night in the show, and if you haven't heard last night's show, I'd really encourage you to do it, meaning uh, peace be still. We're all going to be trust tested at this point in time. Where you stand is going to make a difference. So if you're going to get absorbed into the fear of this, you're going to get sucked into the belly of the beast. But if you're going to stand truly as the captain of the Lord of hosts, which was the captain that came to Joshua, reminding him that when he said, are you for us or against us? And he said, the captain of the guard said, no, or in other translations, neither. Meaning this game you guys are in of love and hate, that's your stuff. I'm standing on authority of, of God himself, and I'm standing on holy ground. That's my translation of that whole passage. That's Joshua 5, 13 to 15. This is more critical than ever that everybody get anchored right there because this storm is going to get pretty crazy and there's going to be a lot of things. I, obviously, we're going to talk here a little bit about common sense stuff, so I want to begin with some of that right now. You're hearing a lot of people push to get your cash out of the bank. There is a good point of keeping some cash on hand. We've been talking about this for a long time of having silver on hand as well. Your 401ks, your IRAs, at this point, I hope you have moved those into solid precious metals holdings. By the way, these are my opinions. Uh, they are my hopes for you. I am not an investment advisor. I don't wear a white coat. I don't wear, I wear a doctor, play a doctor on TV. So research and follow what you research. But these are just my opinions. So all of this said, we're in a pretty critical time. Right now, we're, we're starting to see the shaking of the system, and, it's, and they're doing what they can to prop it up. But there's a lot of dark issues here behind the scenes that are pointing to a much more devious agenda than, than we, you know, than just one bank, right? So 
as we already talked about, Silicon Valley Bank CEO sold $3.5 million in shares just two weeks before this collapse. That shouldn't shock anybody. Now, the Home Depot uh, founder unleashed a just unleashed on Biden for lying about the economy, basically summing up that whatever he says is not true. Um, he, he writes, I feel bad for all those people that lost their money in this woke bank. You know, it was more distressing to hear that the bank officials sold off their stock before this happened. It's depressing to me. Who knows whether the Justice Department would go to after, go after them. They're a woke company, so I guess not. And they'll probably get away with it. Unfortunately, that is the world and climate in which we live. That if you... Uh, like to have sex with the same gender or dogs or cats or pretend that you're a donkey or if you're a man that wanted, wants to be a woman, you are going to be protected from persecution because of your pervert ways. And that's the justice system we have. So there is going to be a limited amount of justice that comes to all this in the short term. In the long term, the justice is going to follow on us and our working through Father God. And all these people out there that you think that you're getting away with something because you identify as a cat, a dog, a doorknob, um, you want to have sex with the same sex, whatever the heck you are, you're, I'm just telling you, get with Jesus now because you're running out of time. And if you think you're going to escape this, you have such a worldly, myopic view of the greater issues at play here. We're praying for you, and we really are that you'll find your way to Jesus. But if not, I'll be glad to push your button and send you down to the lake of fire because that's right where you belong. Easy said. So, you know, the the um, the other issues here that we as we start to look at is the question of what's really going on in this administration. Now, this is a tweet from Kurt. Um, it's Actually, it's at MAGAFRV. I can't read his screen name. It's got so much garbage in it. You know, I hate when people do this. They put all these emojis and icons, and I don't even like whatever that's supposed to mean. But he, what he writes is, if a U.S. president was intentionally trying to collapse the U.S. economy, would they be doing anything differently than what President Biden is doing now? Now, take a listen to this, and this is uh, Senator Kennedy. Take a listen. The president's budget took my breath away. Um, his numbers are extraordinary. We're going to run out of digits here. It's a $6.9 trillion budget, $4.7 trillion in new taxes that will affect everyone over 10 years, $18 trillion in new debt, a cut to defense. The president says that his budget will solve our financial problems in Medicare and Social Security. That's not true. Uh, anything seems possible when you don't know what you're talking about. The Wall Street Journal just reported that the president's budget will, will add eight, 11, rather $11 trillion in a financial shortfall to Social Security and Medicare. Uh, the only way I know how to improve the president's budget is with a shredder. The that's probably on point. He's always on point anyway when he what he says is this is literally the world that we live in. 
which is a woke agenda that has seized control of our nation and our financial institutions. And when I say woke, it's, it's really more appropriate to say a corporatocracy, which is a blend of a tyranny and a, of tyrann. It's a tyrannical control, a blend of fascism and, and communism using the woke group of people that are so deep into the bowels of the system that they can't see which way is out. Now, I want to make a comment here that I think is important for people to grasp. And this is one of the reasons we've been pounding on this channel for at least two years of why get your money into gold and silver. And essentially the theme of the entire point of tonight's show, which is the religion of consumption and money. When you think about what money is, money in the dollar, the Federal Reserve dollar, has no value. Okay? There is there is no value at all in that. It's a piece of paper. And yet, people are literally worshiping this, living by it consumed by it, protecting it, spending hours detailing it, doing everything they can to try to earn more of it. And so on the one point of this, this is just, a, it's an idolatry. It's controlling the world. And when we take that to the next level, which I've talked about many times, it's truly Babylonian money magic because a piece of paper that literally has no value, people have assigned a value to it and believe in that value and trust in that value, but there's nothing backing it up. There's no precious metal packing it up. There's no limit to the printing of it. Everything is out of control. So whether they print a million dollars today or a trillion dollars today, people look at that dollar and they go, it's still worth a dollar, even though its buying power has continually declined over the last hundred years. And right now we're in a hyperinflation place, which nobody's pointing out. They don't want you to look at it because they tell you that the consumer price index, the CPI, or the, yeah, CPI is running at about 8.3%, which is an, it's an outlandish lie because the basic household consumption of critical needs in a household, that inflation is upwards of 25 to 35% and higher depending on where you are. And all you have to do is take the basics electricity or oil and those are the two that'll vary a lot right there in your budget because oil oil heating is up in some places 50 to 80 percent electric is up in some places 20 to 30 percent gas is up so your the heating of your house is a part of that your car gas is up I just you know it's it's amazing I was as I drove back today from Yuba City glad tidings Church I stopped in weed California where I spent five and a half dollars a gallon and then I came to the small town where I'm at and I spent 3.99 a gallon so in a distance of which is two and a half hours distance there's a difference in price of a dollar and a half so depending on where you live it's going to be a substantially different cost in those things and so your your base home in inflation is going to be bigger right or or it's going to be more or less depending on where you live cost of fruits and vegetables, cost of meats, cost of milk and eggs, all of these things have gone up. And in the process, they have left people with less buying power. But at the same time, they've printed more dollars, which dilutes the value of the dollar. And in that, in doing so there, we just see a continual decline. So we're looking at probably a true loss to the consumer, a real inflation in the household of about 30%. And then when you add 
inflation, you're probably looking at 35% to 40%. It's crazy. And all this is printing. They're just printing it out crazy. Because globally, they're in a debt crisis. There is quadrillions of dollars stuck in banks for derivative debt, which has no pivot. It has no baseline. It's just invented debt, invented investment debt. So there's a point where this bubble is going to pop. And what you're seeing right now are the elites maneuvering to ensure that their part of the pie is going to be preserved while everyone else gets trashed. So back to that common sense piece. You should be having your money in solid asset, whatever that looks like. And solid asset doesn't have to be gold and silver. We talk about that. If, you, if you're going to start looking at, if you want to look at prepping in a right way, make sure you're putting money into things that are going to be tangible. Now, we're, in, we're kind of at the last hour here. So the things that I'm saying, I hope you have done, but I'm just putting things in context. And it's not something you can just suddenly race out and fix, but you really have to consider what we've been doing here. Because once the confidence of the dollar is lost, and that's not a question, it's beginning. And this is where the disconnect comes from the Fed, the banks, and the elite economists, is that they look at this and they say, well, look at the global impact of the dollar. Look at the, all the countries that use the dollar. There's no alternative to the dollar. They're not going to eject the dollar. That's fine. But when people, the consumer, starts to reject the dollar, everything starts to slide. And that's, and that's where we are right now. Consumers are losing faith. So they're grabbing dollars to give a physical item in their hand because they don't trust the digital side of this. They don't trust that the bank is going to allow them to get their cash out. And that's the emotional side of, of money. Money is a worship in itself. It's emotional and it's ideological. And so once you get a trigger like this and why they are why in the elite side of this, they are concerned. There is, and that proof of that pudding is the fact that, one, the Federal Reserve is backing 100% of the investments at SVB. They've never done that, ever. And they're trying to do it quickly to stay a run on the banks. On the other hand, if you want to figure out how much they're panicked, listen to every single mainstream news channel that's telling you it's no big deal, which means that it's a massive deal because we know that they invert and lie constantly. There's no question about that. So from a common sense point of view, from everybody out there, you need to think in terms, let me say it again so I don't, there's nobody that flags this thing. I'm not an investment advisor. I don't wear a white coat. I'm not a doctor. I don't play a doctor on TV. I don't play an investment advisor on TV. But in my opinion, the smart things to do going forward are to literally look deeply at how, what you need and apply that to what is going to sustain you far beyond this next economic transition. Because where they're going with this, this is a designed rupture in my opinion. We knew this has been coming. They have looked at a way to soft rupture the economy. So we've heard a lot of, we've heard a lot of things about how the banks are going to close on Friday and then suddenly they're going to open up on Monday and there's going to be all this great stuff. And there's still a lot of this hopium floating around. I'm not buying any of the hopium. I mean, there's even something going on in here like, well, guess what's going to happen? They're going to, this is going to collapse and we're going to bring in gold and they're going to, re, they're going to release the rainbow dollar. And I'm like, okay, whatever. But that's not what Congress is talking about. And that's not what the Fed is talking about. 
What the Fed is talking about is the rollout of a digital CBDC, which is a programmable digital currency. We've talked at length about that, and we know that that is really the beginning of the mark of the beast, to put it in simple terms. And that is the entrapment and the enslavement for everybody in this culture. Once they begin that, and once you get into that, you're getting into the social credit score. If you listen to Friday Night's show with Duncan, Duncan went over this new bill that was to ban TikTok. And when you dig into that bill, which has no number on it, that bill is literally getting into the CBDC, the control of everybody's lives. And really what that bill represents is the New World Order's new constitution put in version of a bill, which is rewriting everything in our constitution because it's stripping every bit of rights from us and forcing us into this digital world, digital currency, digital social credit score, everything, because they want us enslaved. And they fear TikTok because China is offering TikTok and not censoring the way that Silicon Valley is. But they're not any better. So let me be clear about that. It's just that you've got this game being played between the elites. So remember, you've got blue and red team, right? And both of them are all out for who's going to win the fight between each other and who's going to control the world. And if you notice, there's no patriots sitting at that table. None. So the real fight is us. And the choices that we're going to have to make here going forward, and one of the reasons we have talked so much over the past years about preparations, growing your own food, getting things paid off, getting to a place where you are separate from a corporate control. You just heard that piece just a minute ago about the problem with payroll. And that's something that you know every employer right now should be paying their employees two weeks in advance, in my opinion. And that's going to sound crazy, but that's how you protect your employees, at least a little bit. But you're not going to see that. Instead, you're going to see delays of payment because they've leveraged their capital so heavily that they're having to rely on a debt system to pay off their, their rolling debt of, of labor. You're going to see very quickly who the companies are that have solid budget lines and those that run on debt budget lines the asset list and the and the the whole accounting of their company is going to come down to who's going to be on debt and who's going to be on cash or at least solid financial basis and those on the debt side are going to collapse in my opinion because there's they this is going to overburden them the ripple effect of this is profound again one of the reasons that the Federal Reserve stepped in was to stay the emotional response that people always have when a bank collapses. But the bank is a grift. And it should be obvious to everybody in one simple place. When you look at what is traded on Wall Street and what happened today, I want you to just put this in context. You give your money to the bank for them to hold. If you don't put enough in, they won't pay you any interest. They're just going to give you a place to hold it and a place to transact it. So you can use, you can write checks from it. And if you don't have enough money in your account or the wrong type of account, they're going to charge you money for your checks or they're going to charge you a monthly service fee. If you get enough money in the account, they'll give you a, a pittance of an interest rate, like one or 2%. But here's what the bank does. 
in the contract that you're giving to the bank, you're actually loaning money to the bank. But in that process of the loan, the bank needs to, can then take your loan and they can reloan it 10 times or more, depending on what bank it is. That means for every dollar you put in, they can loan out 90 cents. They have to keep a small reserve. I think it's like one-tenth. But that depends. Some banks do less than that. Some banks will keep like one penny on a dollar. And then here's what gets better. These banks are then traded on Wall Street. So what happened today? Wall Street stopped the trading on most banks. Now, this is unimaginable when you think about it. Your money's in the bank. You're getting zero interest on your money or little to none. And you're getting transaction fees on everything you do. If you use your ATM card, somebody's getting a transaction fee. The ripple effect of transaction fees in the amount and the amounts of money that they gain is phenomenal in itself. But the bank itself as a corporate entity is now traded on Wall Street for investors and the bank is able to make more money on Wall Street and people are making money off of the bank. So if the people are making money off the bank, look at it like this. Investors are making money off of your money that you're putting in the bank. That means that the interest rate that you should be paying is going to investor dividends. This is the grift. So it's really important to understand that the banking system is being exposed in a big, big way. And it's time that we start to make the pivot. Now, some people are making the pivot to credit unions and have done already, and they will stay the storm a bit better. But down the road, we're going to have to come up with a different system because this is a Babylonian structure. And the principles of Babylonian money magic are that you, are, you give people this piece of paper and they begin to worship it and it itself becomes a religion. Well, I mean, that's in simple terms and that's exactly what has happened. But once that, that religion doesn't deliver, which is, translates to I can't get my money, the control of the, of, the, of the worship starts to break down. And when that starts to break down, you get a cascade of social chaos. Now, with all this, there's also a pretty big deal coming this week. There's a big report that everybody has their eyes on. I don't know what this report is. It's a, basically a government productive report. But the Ides of March is this week, which happens to be the mark that they, the day that they say Rome fell. And it's not coincidental. It, it shouldn't be missed that this is the same week that the banks start to collapse. There's a lot of God's hand in this. And there's going to be a lot of shakeup. And, and sadly, and for Americans, so many people are not going to wake up until they realize they have lost everything that they've been saving for and planning for in the system that they had been worshiping. The way through this is a couple of critical things, and I've mentioned them already, but I want to emphasize them. The first and foremost is where you sit in your faith. And that goes back to what I was talking about last night and already mentioned tonight. You have to stand in kingdom and not stand in the middle of Lucifer's pendulum. Lucifer's pendulum is going to give you blue and red. It's going to swing back and forth and give you a position of support Trump, support Biden. Support the white hats, support the black hats. There's no Jesus in any of that, I hate to tell you. That's just the game of one faction versus another faction. If 
you're going to endure this storm. You need to put yourself firmly in kingdom and trust in Father to get you through. And as you hold there, you will find that the security of what he provides will be greater than anything you ever imagined. The other thing is just to avoid the panic that's going to be ensuing here. And that falls back to faith, but it also falls back to wise practices. We've talked so much about this. If you haven't started a garden, get going. And there's plenty of resources within Bars Nation to help you do that. And if you have not stocked up on food, well, you still have a little bit of time, but your clock is ticking. The issue is to be able to start making a plan for if you have to pivot, because what was pointed out earlier is when we start to see delays in money, and there's ripple effects of this, the delays in money and ripple effects are by design. They're trying to break people down so that you can't pay your mortgage, can't pay your rent, can't pay your food bill, because then the those who create the problem will offer you the solution. Hi, I'm the government. I'm here to help. And unfortunately, if you're not in a, if you're not in a strong position, you may end up having to bow down and kiss their butt the way they want you to and lick their toes and take whatever they offer, which is going to be a enslavement currency, which is the CBDC. Critical times we're in, Patriots. Really critical times. And, and times that we knew were coming. This is nothing new. But it's times to pay a lot of attention to what, what is going on out here. And the storm is going to continue. When we have three banks that have collapsed and they're going to try propping those up, the emotions of this can't be held. I'm just going to go through a few of these. And it's it's really amazing when you start looking at, like, SIV, SIVB Financial Group is down 62%. PacWest Bank Corps down 55%. Signature Bank Corps down 38%. Customers Bank Corps Incorporated down 33%. I could go on a list, and there's literally dozens of these. The financial collapse is here. And it's as they roll this out and they keep telling you, don't worry, this is all by design. It's going to be okay. Don't worry. This is just going to blow over. And then it's going to be on top of everybody. And they're this is the ambush is what this is. And as I say in my film, the ambush changes you. Well, we've been burned before. Don't be burned again. This is their ambush, and they're going to ambush people financially, put people into sheer panic, hope for chaos, because then they can invoke martial law. Then they can mandate all sorts of crazy stuff under martial law. And in doing so, they can roll out this new CBDC, which is the enslavement currency. And all I can tell you is don't take it at any cost. Because once you walk down that pace, place, it's not going to be easy or possible at all to get out. Our world is run by criminals. And there's nobody up there. I don't care what they try to tell me. I have yet to find any single person in D.C. that represents us in any form that truly has our best interest in mind. When we take a look at the financial aspect of this, and we are looking at how significant this is that affects every single household. And we have known this has been coming. Who has been screaming up at Capitol Hill to tell people to prepare? 
Who has been screaming on your political circuit to tell people to prepare? Who has been encouraging to have major influence? We've been doing it, but I'm talking about major influencers that have the voice of the national media. Find me one person that's been telling America, prepare for a coming collapse. And I'm going to tell you, you're not going to find one. And that should tell you where they sit in this fight. Because even the crazy patriots that are writing ridiculous comments like, the military has found great food reserves in the underground caves, enough to feed the world for 100 years. Don't worry, patriots. When things collapse, they're going to be ushering out food to every single person around the world. They're going to be moving this food to feed the whole world. Okay. Obviously, that person has never even heard the word logistics, let alone studied it. And that's just more hopium garbage probably put out by the deep state itself to try to keep people distracted from the reality of what's coming. There is one logistical powerhouse that could accomplish taking care of everybody, or I should say his children, and that's Father God. He's got this, but we have to lean into him. Either way, the storm is going to get a little bit crazy. And as it does, all we have to do is anchor our feet, hold fast to kingdoms, stay out of their pendulum game, be, be wise with what you do, steward what God gives you, don't trust in the banks, don't trust in the financial system in any way. Position yourself so that you can weather the storm as best you can, and as you keep eyes on Jesus, work overtime to building community. Now, as a final note tonight, and I brought this up multiple times now, but I really want to emphasize because there's something very important here that is now starting to come clear to me of why God put this on my heart over a week ago. And it's what I call the sourdough revolution. This may seem totally unrelated, but I want you to hear me out. The whole point is to start making sourdough bread. Because it's natural yeast, you're not using starter yeast, you're using natural yeast, and you're baking bread. It's just basically natural yeast, water, flour, and a bit of salt. By the way, you can survive on this too, but just so I say it. But the point is to make sourdough and to share it, to literally break bread, share it with your neighbor, share it with the kids in the, in the community, share it with somebody in need. We are going to get through this by building and relying on community, working together. And that means we have to overcome the division and hatred which they have embedded in too many people's hearts. These people, maniacal, psychopath, pedophiles. Easiest way to classify them. And probably should say pedophile twice in there somewhere. Because they're that sick. We are children of God. And as we are children of God, we have an obligation to love thy neighbor. That is not a question. That is a demand, an executable demand by Jesus. So the sourdough revolution, the whole point of this, because I have run into so many people now that I mentioned that do not listen to the show. I hope they do now. But they were not listening to the show. They were like, you said that on your show? I just started making sourdough because God put it on my heart. Patriots, there's something there. I'm telling you, God's speaking. Listen, execute, and move out. 
and so let's get this. Let's get these communities fired up because people need to know who they can trust. Remember, in your community, the best, the strongest kitchen is going to be that that which people protect, and the one who cares for others are going to be where other people protect. We need to be that connector point in our communities. This thing is going to collapse. I don't know if it's going to happen this week, next week, in six months. I don't think it'll make to, make it to June. To be honest, maybe I'm wrong. And they definitely want to catch people on their knees, begging, not begging to God, but just begging because they can walk in and go, here, I've got a morsel for you. We can't let that happen. And that's where our biggest role in this fight appears. We have been put here for a reason. We are here in this collective fellowship for a reason. It's time we stand up and be warriors. Let's pray. Father God, we just want to thank you this evening for yet another wonderful dialogue on the challenges that we face and the opportunities that we have going forward. We're starting to see the destruction of Babylon. And while it's something we have prayed for, when that type of storm hits, we also know that there's enormous stresses on each and everybody in this world. And so we pray tonight, Father, for just that connection with Jesus, a strong place of your feet on the rock of faith, and to know that no matter what happens, we are going to weather this storm with you okay. And Father, for those that have are playing this game, for those that are out here stealing the money in the banks, thinking they're going to get away with something, we extend a prayer that they find Jesus and find a center point because the consequences of this is their life. Not by our hand, but what we've been told and are shown in the Bible. So we pray that they'll find a way through this to get a sense to themselves and awaken to the devious and darkness that they're part of. And we know that that won't hit everybody, but we'll pray for everybody and hope, Father, that our prayers can be heard. This is an amazing time that you've put us in, and we're blessed. This is a beautiful time that we are a part of. And we just ask that you will continue to guide us in this time as we weather this storm and continue to open up the glories of heaven for us to experience, to share in, and to build the fellowship on this earth with one another as we are intended to be. And we say these things in Christ's holy name. Amen. I want to emphasize that last comment. We are intended to be in fellowship with one another, not intended to be at war with one another. Unfortunately, the structure of this system is designed to keep us hating one another, begging for pittance of of whatever, and driving us into a perpetual state of panic, anxiety, need, hatred. I could go on a list. We have the power and the choice to overcome all of that. And in spite of this massive storm that we're facing right now, this is trite compared to what Father God can do. That's what we have to trust in. Because this is a small little bump in the road for those that walk in kingdom. There'll be some inconveniences. There'll be some moments that might take us to the edge. But whatever we do, we always put ourselves first before the cross. Humble ourselves before our, our, our Lord and King. And know that in the end, We will be okay. 
Connect with your neighbor. Build community. Embrace the sourdough revolution. Laugh in the face of money. Show your love to your neighbor and prepare for what's coming. It's going to be a storm. Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time and this place for just such a time as this. We're at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I will see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs, and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who moved forward and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face.
It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.